The Twins sweep the Royals. The Royals go scoreless for 26 straight innings. It's back-to-back. Shutouts for the Twins. They do, however, lose Tyler Malley for the day. We're going to break it all down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Wednesday, August 17th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker. You're with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace that's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. Thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research, you can keep your liver clean. Head on over to get Liver Health Formula. Head to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Sweep the Royals, Brandon. That's back-to-back shutouts. Let's start, though. Tyler Malley leaves the game with right shoulder soreness. And I figure we'll hear from Rocco here shortly about Mally's status, but this could be a big blow for the Twins. Yeah, I think it was fatigue, if I'm not mistaken, which, I mean, it's not, as long as it's not structural, there's no issues there as far as season concerning season ending. But with the same with the same thought process, anytime a pitcher gets dinged up, you can almost usually count it being a month if they need 15 or 10 days off and then need to build back up again. So it's never good to see a guy come out of a game early. Luckily, the bullpen answered the call with six and two-thirds of scoreless ball, three hits, I think seven strikeouts, but most importantly, zero runs. And kind of fun to see Trevor McGill. Yes, I got the right McGill brother there. Uh, close it out. He was pumping 100 and just looked real, real solid. I know this Royals team is is not great. This lineup is very young, but they just beat the White Sox three out of four last weekend. And it's I think for the bullpen to go out there and for the Twins to put up 26 straight scoreless innings, it's got to be a good sign, even if it is just the Royals. I mean, it could be the Tigers. It could be anybody. It's still a big league team. And so you got to tip your cap if you're Kansas City. And so the bullpen especially to me stands out. Certainly the rotation and Sonny Gray came out and did a phenomenal job, but the bullpen was under such scrutiny. And so to see how they've responded, because it wasn't great coming out of the trade deadline. You had a a blown save there that that one in LA slash Anaheim was about as bad a loss as you're going to see in baseball. And so to to respond like this response is always the biggest thing about baseball because it's a game of failure, even well, it's, it's more failure for hitters because a good hitter only gets a hit 30% of the time and whatever, But with pitchers, failure sticks more because it's more of an individual thing. And so to see them respond like this was was very encouraging. What's the significance overall that they swept Kansas City? You know, you and I talked about this week being so important, these next two series. They're 3-0 and to start this uh, this seven-game stretch against the Royals and Rangers. So what's the significance here? They took care of business like we said they had to on, was it after Sunday's game, I think it was? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a start. And it's a start you can be encouraged about, but just like the start of the season where the Twins were in first place for something like 92 days or 92 whatever, um, it's a start. You got to finish. You got to finish strong. And in finishing strong, they can finish strong with this stretch, and hopefully it leads to the season finishing strong. 
and the Twins outlasting these uh, other two C teams in the Central. The offense was good, too, I mean, for three days, and especially last night. We've talked quite a bit about Jose Miranda, but I'll say today, hits a two-run homer off Daniel Lynch to get things started. More impressive to me, like clearly his home runs are impressive, but 95 in the upper inner part of the zone, like in the corner, and he laces it down the line. It was a hard-hit single, but he can hit everything. It feels like he can hit velocity. He can hit tough sliders. He lays off tough pitches. He's just all-around excellent. And I feel like besides the home runs, he shoots the gaps really well left to center to right. He He's not a dead pull hitter in my estimation, at least from what I see. He's, he's a willing to use all fields, but they're not asking him to only do that. So it's, it's impressive. His slash right now is 286, 332, 473. And I'm trying to remember a Twins rookie hitter that I had this much regard for at this point in their career. And especially to... Let's not forget about how tough it was his start. I mean, we're talking about like an Aaron Hicks, Byron Buxton level start. And then he goes down to St. Paul um, for a day and then turns a, turns around and then turns it back on or turns it on for the first time as a big leaguer. And the results are incredible. There's a reason why after A, B, and C, it's Miranda. It reminds me of Luis Arise in 2019. Just the, mm-hmm. the emergence and how good he was. Uh, Louis was great right out of the gate. Miranda, as you said, took a little bit longer, but uh, both so fun to watch. And Jorge Lopez did not pitch the ninth there, Brent. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, for me, the moxie of, of Miranda is a lot like Eddie Rosario. He's not the same hitter. He's a different kind of hitter. But the the lack of fear in the moment is is what I see from him, and that's commendable. I think crushing at double uh, A AA and triple A for as long as he did gave him a lot of confidence. Um, yeah. It would give me confidence as yeah. well. Let's talk about Lopez and then we'll, we'll look forward to this Rangers series after this word from NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. Don't drive sober or get pulled over. Super important, always. If you need a ride, get a ride. That's from NHTSA. Jorge Lopez did not pitch the ninth. Baldelli goes to McGill, and McGill. I was going to say Tyler. <laughs> I was going to say Tyler. Yeah, he goes to Trevor McGill, and uh, he looked very good. But is there is there any reason you think Brandon why Lopez hasn't pitched since Monday, and he didn't pitch a, in a four nothing game with an off day tomorrow? It's a it's a valid question. I think he got up and tossed a little bit in the bullpen, was playing a little catch there. So I don't know if there had been a hot water situation for McGill, if he would have come in. But at the same time, too, we've seen like days off coming up haven't really altered how Rocco does things. I mean, if it's time for Byron Buxton to have a day off, he's having a day off in front of an off day or a day off after an off day. And so it's, um, it doesn't seem like it factors into the calculus all that much. And so, um, with that said, it it wouldn't surprise me if they backed off him for one reason or another. Maybe his elbow is a little stiff. Maybe he's dealing with something in his forearm, but let's hope not. Yeah, it could be they're just prepping to use him three out of four days this weekend. Into oh. Monday. It's a, it's a four-game series wraparound into Monday against the Rangers. This Rangers team reminds me, I'll go back to 2019 again, the White Sox in 2019, not a good team, but a good bad team, if that makes sense. I think the Rangers – fit that mold this year a lineup that can be tough with Semyon and Seager and, and Nathaniel Lowe and they got guys who can hit and Martin Perez has been excellent the twins will see him again this weekend another lefty it feels like they can't get away from these stinking lefties and this is a Texas team 
that is in turmoil. It's in transition with not only the manager being fired earlier this week, but John Daniels, basically the legendary architect under whom Thad Levine worked for in the Rangers system, um, got them to the World Series against the Cardinals. Out. He's out. And so they're changing a lot of stuff. And I don't know. I mean, if, if that's the scapegoat is spending all that money on Marcus Semyon and Corey Seager and not having much to show for it or, or John Gray. But, um, you know, we saw Al, Al Avila get kicked out of Detroit too, another legacy guy who spent a lot of money on Javi Baez and it did not go so well. So I don't know if it's the time of year where teams just want to get a jump start on the offseason and get, you know, the ball rolling on guys building their departments and building all that or or what exactly is going on here. But again, a month after the draft to be doing this is is still kind of a strange thing to do. Should be Bundy, Archer, Ryan, Sonny Gray in this four-game set against Texas starting Friday night. Brandon, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for commenting. Kyle makes a good point. He thinks uh, it's not like Lopez got a week off. It's just Tuesday's yep. game he didn't pitch, yep. which is absolutely possible. I mean, no, no reason to think otherwise at this point. Brandon, thank you. Twins win, twins sweep, a very decisive series sweep for the Twins, and they are a half game back of Cleveland. Go on and cheer for the Tigers and cheer for the Astros tonight, Twins fans. Brandon, thank you, sir. We'll talk again soon.